I'm Shannon. I'm Mark. And this is Dirt Sailor, the podcast. You can find us on Podbean, Apple, and Spotify. We also have Facebook and Instagram pages under Dirt Sailor Podcast. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. Happy Throat Punch Thursday. How are you doing on this fine day? Doing pretty good. How are you? Not too bad. Thanks for asking. Week 60 of recording. Or I should say the 60th episode. Nice. Yeah. Happy 60th. Right after your 60th. I'll say twice. Happy 60th for my 60th. Couldn't have planned that better if we had tried. Fact. Do you want to fly a plane? I flew a little one once. Do you want to fly for JetBlue? I don't think I can. Well, one, you don't have your commercial pilot's license, so that doesn't... Darn it. Vote in your favor, but apparently JetBlue does not hire unvaccinated individuals. So unless you are fully, superly vaxxed, you cannot be a pilot for JetBlue. However, if you were vaxxed and you had your commercial pilot's license for their plane type, you could be hired even if you were a violent felon. Really? Yeah, so apparently JetBlue hired a man named John Perrys who served nine years in prison for breaking into the home of his ex-fiancee who happened to be a judge's daughter and he beat her. He was released from prison in 2014. He is still on felony probation and will be until 2044. But that would not preclude him from getting a job at JetBlue. Well, they kind of have their priorities all backwards, I would say. Apparently, they're not looking at the evidence. It's finally starting to come out as it relates to vaccinated versus unvaccinated versus the real COVID policy versus Chinese master lockdown policy. The sum total of all of the peer-reviewed parts. Does not support... The direction that China went does not support the direction that Fauci, Captain Retired Dictator, went. Not supported. But it was brought to my attention just on COVID and lockdowns and things that it was also floated as an idea that we should have lockdowns for climate change long as they pay me, I'll stay home. Stay home to prevent climate change. Stay home in my own little backyard and barbecue and eat steaks and do my own little climate thing. They got to send you food first. Send me the beef. We eat the beef. I think that some of these people have mental issues. I would have to agree That there is a lot of mental health issues that we are now saying are perfectly acceptable and not mental health issues. And it is causing more problems by pretending that people are well. And then forcing well people to live by the unwell people's definition of what we should do in life. Yes. And I was kind of equating that to all these how would you say it? The what? What was the term that was used? The pandemic of the unvaccinated. Unvaccinated are killing everybody. Yeah, they they pointed to the unvaccinated and they made them the evil people of society. Well, let me put out my little disclaimer. Parts of the original Wuhan strain were very dangerous. A lot of folks died. A lot of folks in their upper 60s, 70s, and 80s passed. They did a few things. We didn't know what we didn't know. And then even when we started learning things, I'm just going to use the the broad term things, even when we started learning things about COVID and the original virus and, and how it was impacting people, We were actively shut down as a society from looking into it. So that also further hindered our ability 
to treat people successfully. So no, not everyone would have survived. That That's pie in the sky to think if we knew exactly what it was on day one, nobody would have died. Unfortunately, people would still get sick just like they do with the flu, the common cold, and they can't overcome it with their body, their ailments, etc. But we would have stood a better chance. Absolutely. And we here were a couple of the biggest folks that were saying, hang on until this data comes in so we can understand what really happened here. And we're still not there. We're nowhere close. But we do have a lot of peer-reviewed studies coming from the CDC and other organizations around the world that are saying almost 100% contrary to what the narrative was the entire time as it related to natural immunities and the waning of um, shots. The efficacy of the shots. I mean, it went from once a year to once every six months to possibly once every three to four months to maybe not even two months. And by all means, people, that if it's a safe shot, if it can be proven to be a safe shot, if that's what somebody in their mind needs to do to feel safe, by all means, do it. And there are people who, just from the beginning, who should have isolated as a stricter health measure, had comorbidities, had other health ailments. Absolutely, we should have had people who isolated. So that's also something that... I think is important that no, not everybody should have just kept going out and if you will, living their best life unless they wanted to because they had other health risk factors that needed to be taken into consideration. Absolutely. And it takes me back to when we were staying six feet apart, being able to shop at Costco, it taken uh, two hours to shop for a bag of groceries versus it used to take you 15 minutes. And we were waiting in line, and there was this young girl behind us, and everybody was masked up, except for her. And she looked at me and said, relax, old man. This is simply a boomer remover here. And I said, whoa, a young little 14-year-old girl that is uh, ignorant to the world told me that COVID was a boomer remover. Wonder well, how she wonder how she feels now. There's some truth to that. Sad, as sad as it is to say, but it was impacting people who are arguably in the boomer category, although she targeted you and you are not a boomer. By age group, you're not a boomer. I mean, if you want to be a boomer, you can be a boomer. What am I? You could follow very close to Gen X, I believe. I think I'm like the last year or two of boomers. I don't think you should qualify as a boomer. Just like I don't, I do not identify with millennials. And depending on whose little scale you look at, I qualify as a millennial, but I think they get that wrong. You're about to say 1964. Stop it. What were you going to say? Well, I'm a boomer too. Not a boomer one. A double boomer? Yeah, I'm a double boomer, (laughs) a.k.a. Generation Jones, 1955 to 1964. Okay, so what is, well, you did say 64, so what is Generation Jones? Generation Jones is boomer number twos. That's me. Because it started in the 40s. Right, boomer one is 46 to 54. And that's where I would consider a boomer, and maybe even going a little bit, a little bit after. Okay, who comes in 1965? Gen X. And that's where I would consider you the the very beginning of Gen X. Cool. Then I not really a, didn't turn 60 this week. Not a boomer too. But I mean, it just depends on, on where you want to draw that line. I identify as a xenial. Xenial made your own up, did you? Yes. It is this group of people who neither feel like Gen X or millennial combined zenial i is what i is there you go that's the <laughs> that's way i feel what I is. we don't want to have labels put on us yeah no we just want to make sure that everybody understands that covid's in the endemic stage now yes absolutely phase 
Yes. There's still people getting hurt by it, but people are doing much better, and we're happy for that. And we hope that people that were so nervous the last couple, three years have finally started to come out of their shells a little bit. And I hope if they do get ill that it's nothing serious and we're all okay. Absolutely. But something that came out of COVID, so I'm going to segue a little bit because we are in California. Early on during the pandemic, California awarded a billion-dollar contract for N95 masks to a company in China. And then there was a big to-do because the company wasn't delivering, but California was still trying to pay on the contract. But not on that contract, but something that I did learn that when they started the emergency proclamations and the governor, in this case, the governor of California, doesn't have to follow all of the state laws for awarding contracts. That is something that I learned that during a pandemic, well, not sorry, not during a pandemic, during an emergency orders uh, time period, the governor does not have to follow the laws with regard to issuing contracts for business here in California. And we learned that too um, with the president as well. But California has awarded no bid contracts. And then they set them to auto-renew. Nice. And so the California agencies responsible for approving contracts awarded more than 8,000 no-bid contracts starting with the onset of the pandemic. And they have since auto-renewed with almost no oversight because there is still a public health emergency declaration which has been in effect for over three years. And that's something that I learned that apparently as long as you say there's a state of emergency, you can just do what you want. And your contracts can just go perpetually because there's no oversight no oversight allowed. That's nice. I should have been involved in that because I was producing some N94 and 7.8 masks. They're just a bit smaller than the N95s. I was sewing up you know, some elastic and and fabric masks. So I should have just said that they were in 95 masks. And That's interesting. Let's go back to the Gulf War and Bush and Cheney as president and vice president. Just quick little sidebar. They were accused of giving contracts to companies or friends of theirs based on past relationships and not based on bidding out contracts. Okay, so I would agree that they probably did that given our history with top-level people. But it was a war, was it not? Yes, and that's where it was going to go. So it was a war different than a pandemic or emergency authorization use within a state that they would have been able to make that decision as well without going through the proper channels. I could be wrong. So let me start off by saying I could be wrong because I am trying to go solely based on my memory and sometimes that fails me. But it is my understanding that the president can send the Marines anywhere and essentially start a war. I'm not saying they should start a war. That's a huge thing. But con- Congress would actually declare the war um, and then fund it from behind the scenes. and Or not from behind the scenes, but fund it after the fact. But it is my understanding that the president can reach out to the Marines and send them anywhere. And it's for a period of either 45 or 90 days. And they can just do what they do. And then Congress can come in behind that and then send other military members, then do further funding, et cetera. But if it's an emergency authorization, the president so far, which has only been a he, he can do that. Well, I believe it is part of the 1973 War Powers Act. Okay. Which allows only the Marines to be used by the president without Congress. Okay. And so then, And then after X amount of days, then they have to go in and approve the war and the funding. and Further on. things that have to yes, happen. It, on, it on, can't on, just, on. yeah. So you would be correct. Thank you. I have one brain cell left. One more than me. <laughs> According to some that know me. 
You know what I like, though? Another segue. I like mean tweets. Do you like mean tweets? Depends on who the tweeter is. Well, right now, it seems like Elon Musk is really mean. Well, he's a terrible guy. has a history of just being a guy. And telling the truth, which is uh, apparently really mean. But it appears that Elon Musk is actually working on making Twitter safer. What do I mean by safer? He is actually working. It would appear, now I could be wrong, if somebody has other information, email us, send us a DM. But it appears that Elon Musk has actually been working to take sexual predators off of Twitter, which is something that the prior owners of Twitter did not work to do. And even if you want to move one past that, he's also been looking and working at taking Antifa off of Twitter. And he removed several groups that were Antifa and Antifa aligned and said that they they violated the terms of service, which was promoting harassment, physical violence, etc., And as soon as he did that, the group got together, which according to our president does not exist. They're like a mere figment of our imagination. They're fake. But they got together and said that they were going to start targeting Tesla dealerships at the audacity that Elon Musk would take down their Twitter feeds. So Elon Musk is making good on his word to um, take down the bad guys and allow everybody else to just speak. Well, it sounds like they're all truth tellers. That's why they're going to go target Tesla dealerships. Maybe they're going to go by targeting. Maybe they're going to go find a dealership and then have some of their friends buy Teslas because they were unaware where the dealerships were until they targeted them. That's code word for map questing them. Oh, that's what that meant. Okay. Let's see. That would run along the lines of worse than a January 6th type incident. Only though we're told that Republicans and anyone who supported Trump, they were people who were not loosely, I you know, idolizing Trump and, and working to support him, but they were in fact a group who were specifically unified in targeting the Capitol And Democrats, whereas Antifa, we are told, never really existed and is some loose, very loosely, you know, ideological figment of our imagination. Well, I'm really glad that the January 6th guys were not good at what they were supposed to do because even though folks were hurt, property was damaged, they did a terrible job at what you would do if you were actually a true insurrectionist. Not that I know personally, but I've read a lot of books on the task at hand. I've watched a lot of warriors. I've been around warriors before. So, you know, I would say that the Antifa types were probably and are probably better at doing what they do than what the January 6th people did. You bring up a good a very good point. So while the, the coup d'etat did not happen on January 6, 2021, if you look at what violence Antifa has brought and and those claiming to be BLM, because there were BLM that were nonviolent, but those claiming to be BLM and the Antifa types who firebombed locations who repeatedly targeted, attacked, and even killed people throughout the country, they did a better job at the attempted coup than the January 6th, quote-unquote, insurrectionists. 100%. Because the one person who was actually killed on January 6th, Ashley Babbitt, She was killed by a Capitol Police officer. Mind you, she was unarmed. Capitol Police officer was armed. She attempted to um, go through a busted window 
and then she was shot and she died. That's the one person who died on January 6th. That was a part of a, a killing. The others who died on January 6th overdosed. And then there was one individual, I believe, who died later that was in a crush on, um, crushed by other individuals who died. The police officer who others have claimed died on January 6th did not die on January 6th, had a stroke after. Um, there was also a claim that he was bashed in the head by a fire extinguisher, but that turned out to be, uh, not the case. So there was a lot that happened, as we've said before, that was very bad. And it was, it's a bad part of our history, but it doesn't mean that a true coup was being attempted. If you want to call it a riot, if you want to call it something else, I would say those would be a a riot or I would say that a riot would be more closely resembling what happened in some locations of Capitol Hill because a a coup was not happening. So, Ukraine. Can I? Oh, go ahead. We are going to talk about Ukraine, but just one second. Do you remember January 5th, 2021? What illegal action happened on January 5th, 2021? Was that code pink going into Congress? No, 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 this was bombs being planted at the RNC and the DNC headquarters oh, in yes. Washington, D.C., okay, yes. which we all seem to forget about. Actual bombs were planted at the RNC and the yes. DNC. It turns out that the FBI waited more than a year to actually fully investigate those attempted bombings. Both sides? Both sides. Wow. So, just so you know, they did not investigate planted bombs well they might have been really busy because they had a lot of officers working undercover already embedded embedded with the proud boys and the oath keepers and the group in um where is it not north not north dakota michigan michigan um i believe prior to that there was an incident with um a young man out here in California that ended up with his girlfriend doing something at a mall or something, and they had coached him up. I mean, there there's incidents all over the country of them. They're, they're probably they're really, really busy. Really busy. Super busy. Too busy for the the bombings. But they would have actually known about January sixth because they already had people embedded. In, as you said, the Oath Keepers, in in the various groups across the country. So they should have been well aware of it. And they were super busy. Yeah, so then if they did have so many embedded and they were aware of it, let's go a little further with this. Why didn't they stop it? Why did they allow the property damage? Why did they allow the incursions into the Capitol buildings? Because it boded well for Democrats. I on um, they never liked Trump, but they were they already were. They already picked their side, and they worked their side, and that was just another example of them working for the Democrats, and being sided with the Democrats, and taking it back to Epstein. I mean, they knew that Epstein was the the pedophile king. And sex trafficker, Clinton was involved, and they had information on him from the 90s. And as soon as information was turned over to the FBI, once they raided Epstein's properties, we don't hear about it. They picked their side. And we know which side they picked. Yeah, I think they picked Hunter's side, too. That's why they hit his laptop. Well, they hid his laptop, and then according to the individual who was supposed to repair Hunter Biden's laptop, he recently revealed that the FBI actually warned him about speaking out uh, on what he saw on that laptop. Supposedly, that's why they keep shaking down Mar-a-Lago and other places, is because Mr. Trump has a copy of the entire laptop 
supposedly the laptop has been entered into congressional record and it was done by a Florida congressman. But every time I try to look for it, I can't find it. And then you hear all of these little tidbits coming out here and there. Right, and that's a thing, though. But how how much of it has been laundered and truly, clean? truly? Yes, yes, I agree with that. So, just with that, according to the individual who turned over Hunter Biden's laptop, the agent told him that nothing ever happens to people that don't talk about things. Crazy. Yeah. So we know if you pick a side, we know your side. And if you look again, the the DOJ worked with Randy Weingarten and um all of the uh what are they called? All of the union officials and and teachers across America to stop parents from even being able to speak out a- against what they were doing, which is to sexualize children, bring sexual books into the libraries. So if you speak out, the government will go against you. The government will take action against you. The government will investigate you and label you a domestic terrorist. So your regular schmo dad and your regular schmo mom were labeled domestic terrorists because they didn't want their kids to have access to sexually explicit materials in their school library. Imagine that. Ukraine. Talk now, to me about Ukraine. Now we can talk about Ukraine. I will allow it. Go ahead, sir. So when did the Warsaw Pact end in Europe? Oh, my brain is blank. It's okay. I'm going to pick 1982. 1991. Oh, wrong decade. Wrong decade. Okay, I am wrong. Well, that was the group that was put together by Russia and others, which was kind of a counterbalance to NATO. And after the Warsaw Pact ended, let me back up. One of the agreements with NATO was that they would not expand in Europe and around Russia. Okay. So shortly thereafter, Mr. Bush and others. Bush Sr. Because that was 91. So that was the end of his term, though. Bush Sr. started it along with others because the geopolitical side of it, these, I don't know if you want to call them war hawks or these gentlemen started expanding NATO, which started to then in turn agitate Russia. So when even in modern day Russia is saying if you try to expand, we'll attack. So yeah. I guess it, it hasn't changed in thirty years, but correct. Yes. Then when two states countries were brought into NATO, which bordered Russia, and one of them was asked to join, which was Ukraine, Putin said, Uh uh-uh, uh, we we have national interests here, we cannot allow this. And and I'm just paraphrasing what I've been reading, and that's kind of what tipped Putin into the condition that he's in now. And we keep saying that Ukraine is a democratic society, which they are not. We put the current leader in there through the CIA. We're we're giving them billions of dollars for a war that, Probably if we wouldn't have expanded NATO so much, which their plan was to choke off Russia, hundreds if not thousands of Ukrainian citizens probably wouldn't be dying right now. What say you? So I am I'm trying to formulate my, my statement here. Not my statement, just just my talk on what you just asked and what you just said. I'm trying to remember when Zelensky was placed into power. May 20th, 2019. Okay, so Zelensky was installed in 2019. We would have had Trump as president. So Trump would have been president, and we would have been a couple of years already removed 
from a VP Biden. And clearly other things were in play. So why why I'm kind of going down this path or thinking about this is because Biden withheld aid to Ukraine in order for a prosecutor to be fired that was attempting to look into his son's dealings between Ukraine and Russia and China and everything that he did, but but specifically in this instance with Ukraine. So they were already, they being the U.S., were already working at giving aid to Ukraine. And then... Biden wanted a prosecutor fired, so he withheld the aid, got the prosecutor fired, gives the aid. So we've been doing these aid packages to Ukraine since at least that time period and before, but at least the time period in which his son was being investigated. And eventually we see a actor become president not that we haven't seen that in the united states because we've had actors become presidents before look at reagan it's just interesting all of the back you know the the back dealing the back process etc of what is going on and it it would not surprise me that the cia was involved in getting a specific actor no pun intended elected president well, look at the ramifications and consequences worldwide. You have folks in Germany who are cutting their own wood now to run in fireplaces, which they haven't done in years because they don't have the heating oil to heat their homes. You have businesses in England that are going to have to shut down for the winter because they don't have heating oil, no money to run their business. The prices of our heating oil in the northeast of the U.S. are up 67% this winter. And a lot of folks can't afford that, so they're going without heat. So if Biden wants to blame Putin for all of these problems, he needs... Uh, yeah, Putin's war, Putin's yes. Well, this, He, he Putin's needs to that. do some introspect and say, okay, some of these things were caused by Biden or by Putin. But a lot of this stuff is a direct boomerang, a result of my policies... Therefore, I must bear burden as well, which these sociopaths never do, for one. No, but it's amazing for all of them how when things go well, they're quick to jump in there and take the credit. And when it doesn't, it's everybody else's fault. But, you know, we've already Absolutely. sent $20 billion in military aid to the Ukraine. We're talking about sending now some Boeing-driven weapons that have about a 100-mile range so they can hit further into Russian territory. Right. If, if it's going to be this bad with the wintertime and all that's going on, then they should be demanding that these guys get to the table and they negotiate a ceasefire and we get over this thing and we move on. Now, that's one of the things I failed to say a couple minutes ago was that the Russian president promised if they didn't stop expanding NATO, he was going to take back Crimea. Well, he had been working on Crimea for years, so I'm not sure just how much that was. This is your fault. It's it's your fault that I'm punching you in the face that this is. But also, he, um, Putin, seemed to come out and, and want to take over Ukraine because his mother is... Ukrainian. She was Ukrainian born. And when the USSR broke up and Russia lost all of its outliers, outlying countries that it had taken over, that if somebody wants to be independent after you took them over, is it wrong? And if it's supposed to be Russia's because they took it over, therefore it is theirs and it's okay for them to come after Ukraine for insert reasons, you could arguably turn that and say that Israel never gets to be its own country again because they were overtaken once therefore they cannot take themselves over again agreed and let's just be perfectly clear we're not saying that the Russian killer communist is not a bad guy it's just amazing 
when you dive into everything that's going on, how many moving parts are involved in this stuff. And they think people think it's just something as simple as Ukrainians are great people. Russians are bad. Um, they're fighting over X. Oh, absolutely. There is definitely not enough credit given to just the, the level of geopolitical issues that go on. It's not that somebody looked at me wrong. If that were, if it were just that simple, we would all wear sunglasses. Well, and I think a lot of people in our state department enjoy this kind of thing because I'm sure they war practice all the time. They got a little Ouija board that they move tanks and trucks and stuff around on and, and they go at it. And guaranteed when something happens that they win because they did something and then the outcome was the way they wanted it, they get a medal, they get a certificate, they get a citation, they get a promotion, something. So you know that somebody somewhere got awarded a little certificate and a promotion and a little badge if they did um something that was approved by a top-level official, and it went the right way. Yeah, she's currently the undersecretary within the State Department. She has her hands in everything. She was pro-first Gulf War, second Gulf War, invasion of Afghanistan, the over overthrow of Gaddafi in Libya, um, some stuff in Africa. She has her hands in everything. Absolutely. Let's jump back local for just a minute. Let's go. Okay, so here in Fresno, we had a nice little to-do about our Fresno City Council attorney who ultimately quit his job because there was a big to-do about whether or not this Fresno City attorney could actually help both conservative and liberal-leaning uh, city council members. Then uh, a little backstory is that it was claimed by a particular more conservative leaning city council member that the city attorney was told that they could no longer work with any of the right leaning or conservative members of the council and they could only work with the left leaning liberal members of the Fresno City Council. Lawsuits ensued. We currently have a standing um, criminal charge, just kind of skipping story here, but we currently have a criminal charge against a liberal-leaning member because it turns out that they did, in fact, threaten the job. Well, it is still claimed because they haven't been found guilty, but they are being charged because they threatened the job of the Fresno City Attorney if they worked with any of the city attorneys not approved by the more liberal city council members. So long story long, that city attorney ends up quitting and the liberal city council members have now decided to hire a liberal attorney to work with Fresno as the next city attorney. And his name is Andrew Jantz. He has run for several liberal position or several positions elected positions as a liberal he has not been elected but now he will be fresno city's next attorney and he's going to be making a hundred thousand dollars more as the city attorney than what he was making in the prosecutor's office apparently he just waited it out and the liberal city council members pick their liberal man to winner, be winner, chicken dinner. their next city attorney. Amazing. So the undersecretary for political affairs, her name is Victoria Newland. She was confirmed by the U.S. Senate April 29, 2021. And she's worked there at the department for about 145 years. Okay, as many tasks or jobs that she's done in her career it, it just seems like she's been there a long time so one of those career two career positions that yes should have been career. ousted outed a long time ago and yet somehow managed to stick around do you know who else has managed to to make another name for themselves nina jankowitz if you remember she was supposed to be the disinformation czar 
She was supposed to work for the Department of Homeland Security, and she was supposed to be the head of the disinformation board that would decide what was the disinfo of all disinfo. Well, she has managed to land on her feet after they took away the disinformation czar job. And she is now a registered foreign agent and will be working for a foreign company <laughs> on U.S. soil. But she is she's still the, the disinfo queen. Well, what I would have done if my name was Elon Musk and I own Twitter... I'd hire her. So let's see how good you are. Let's see if you can pluck out disinformation. Really stop disinformation. On both sides. Oh, absolutely. So that's something that I would truly love to see is the real disinformation, the real fake stories, the real untruthfulness. I would love to see that stopped because that happens in right-leaning groups and left-leaning groups alike. It's One does not hold the crown for who does disinformation better. There are people who work the disinformation on both sides, and I would love to see it stop. Absolutely, me too. Guess what isn't stopping? What isn't stopping? The volcano in Hawaii that is erupting. Moana Loa. Not to be confused with Moana Kea, which is where they were trying to put the telescope. So if you've heard of Moana Kea, that was for the... The big telescope, but Moana Loa is where the volcano is erupting. 38 years. Finally erupting again. Wow. But it is supposed, isn't it considered one of the most active volcanoes? Yes. It's just finally bringing some lava out through the vents, through the tubes. And they're worried about, uh, I think it's called, I want to say Maui Maui's hair. I have to look it up. It's some real fine looking. Oh, I. I oh, my brain is called? going blank, but I know exactly what you're talking about. It's not Maui's. It's. That's pretty bad. I should have been ready for that one. But they're worried about the fog. Pa- it's it's, it's pa- uh, Pele's, Pele's hair. Pele's hair. Pele's yes, hair. Pele's yes. hair. And they warn um, of it in, in Hawaii right now. Yes. yes. Okay, so something that is close to. I don't want to say close to my heart because guns are not close to my heart. But I do believe in the Second Amendment and I do believe in being able to take care of oneself and one's family. Me being a female who is slightly above average in height, but definitely not super strong. <laughs> I'm I'm not your... your person who's going to be able to take down the guy who's six foot five and just take no you know that's why you married lord sackett that is why i married lord sackett to take care of our family but as a separate issue i do believe in the second amendment because i don't believe that i am physically stronger than the average male and beyond So I do believe that a gun can give equality in a fight or or give me a level up in a fight if somebody is attacking me. Definitely levels the playing field. Yes. So as a woman, I do believe in the Second Amendment. And now I'm looking at some of the gun crimes that are happening and continue to happen and I do wonder what the answer is to both be able to stop the gun crime but also be able to continue to protect myself and protect my family and keep a level playing field. We saw in Virginia a a man decided to attack those that he felt betrayed by with his co-workers and in an act of workplace violence he went on a shooting spree with a handgun and killed multiple co-workers we've seen also just recently a individual who appears and i'm saying appears because it all hasn't come out yet but appears to have been appears to have been maligned by people that he 
identified with and he attacked an LGBTQ um, nightclub and he was a a self-identifying member of the LGBTQ community, but he attacked that community again with a gun. And I, I look at it and I do believe that there are things that we can do, but then our president comes out and says, we need to talk, quote unquote, common sense gun reform, which is to get rid of all guns. And in the, the area of common sense, to me, it's not common sense to take away somebody's ability to protect themselves. Now, the common sense, maybe you have a mental health issue, let's identify it. You had a person who was spiraling out of control, but somehow had no bad background and in Virginia was able to get a gun same day that he ultimately went and killed his coworkers. So where's the balance? Balance is it's not about second amendment or your right to defend yourself. It's about control because honestly people that high up that have protection around them, in my humble opinion, don't care about your second amendment, right? If they did, they would always allow you to have that option to take care of yourself. So to have the same things that they have, they have the ability to take care of themselves. Now it might be with another person standing in, you know, in their stead of taking physical care of themselves, but it's something that they allow for themselves. I have a bodyguard and not for you because you're not afforded a paid bodyguard and then they don't want you to be afforded the opportunity to be your own bodyguard. Right. And then when a person does defend themselves with a legal purchased, they're professionally trained, even though they're a civilian weapon, the news media and those folks still go out of the way to say, oh, this that was just a fluke. You know, you don't really need the weapon. You could have done the fight or flight thing. You could have ran, could have hid. Um, well, that doesn't always work. Just like uh, court orders when somebody gets a little piece of paper that says, stay away from me. I would venture a guess that probably 75% of the time or more of those don't work. So just jumping to back to the case of the pilot who was recently hired by JetBlue, he went and physically assaulted his significant other, at least former significant other. So being able to take care of yourself and not being able to take care of yourself, we're rewarding him now. He gets to fly you around the country if you're flying with JetBlue. No, thanks. I've never been on JetBlue, and now I will never go on JetBlue. I was curious about JetBlue because they had a product that sounded interesting, which was, I actually, I won't go into it, but they had a product that sounded interesting, and I thought about attempting to fly it, even though it's not from our local area, so I'd have to go out of my way to try it. But now I will say if hiring someone who goes out and physically assaults their significant others or their former significant others and goes to prison and is on felony probation is your number one hire you gotta do better well you know what i was just thinking about that while you were talking let's dive into that just for a a short minute or two again so let's say that we put a pilot who's unvaccinated next to a pilot who is vaccinated. I would tell the company, okay, we are going to do a test of antibodies. And if me, pilot A, unvaccinated, has the same or better antibodies than the vaccinated pilot, then you hire me and we move on. So jumping, sorry, we're we're jumping around a little bit here on this podcast, but you just reminded me of a different but same topic. So I know personally a situation in which a person lost their ability to commercially fly because they had cancer. And cancer was considered something that just stops you from being able to be a commercial pilot to a certain extent. 
And so we've not just picked vaccinated versus unvaccinated and criminal versus non-criminal, but also other health issues. We've decided that we will not allow you to continue to fly for certain companies or in, in certain positions, which is as a, a pilot. I would take a person who's battling cancer over a significant other beater. Well, absolutely. And they should only pull that cancer victim or person out until they go through all their chemotherapy and they're found to be in remission and you put it back in the air. If they are physically, medically capable, even if they're, so I would say even if they're going through chemotherapy, if they are physically capable, now you might have to test a person or it has to be, as you just said, a certain level after they go into remission or after they take their medication. But merely being sick is apparently a reason to say no. But somebody, I just can't get over the felony probation thing. I don't know. And, and I would also like to be clear. If you have done your time for said crime, you are not on probation, you have ended your probation, and you are a reformed member and back into society, different story. This person is still on felony probation. Well, absolutely. And you know what? We're not going to keep swinging the bat into the vaccinated versus unvaccinated, but it's proven that a lot of that science was wrong. So when are you going to admit that you were wrong? When are you going to admit a mistake and move on? That way, the next time we have another pandemic. We don't keep clinging to the same bad ideas and the same bad mistakes. Making the same mistakes, correct. Okay, so a happy event happened at the White House, which was that a granddaughter of Joe Biden and Jill Biden, but a granddaughter got married at the White House. I take no issue with that. There are, along the way, different members of the presidential family have gotten married, whether it's a a grandchild or other relative. I think it's actually pretty cool that you have that opportunity as long as it's not to the detriment of the American taxpayers. I'm actually really okay with that. But something that did happen was when the press asked if they were going to be able to have any access to the wedding, they were told that the the couple decided to make it a private wedding event. Since it's a family event, there will be no press allowed. So the press were excluded from the event the granddaughter of President Biden and First Lady Dr. Jill Biden. It turned out that they decided to offer exclusive access to Vogue, and Vogue was going to do a special magazine cover. That would be a part of the press. But when asked, oh, hey, we've kind of heard that Vogue's going to be involved, they said, no, 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 you heard wrong. And then it, it turns out that Vogue was actually tapped for doing the whole cover and doing a specific assignment. So what say you, when it is a public venue but a private event, are the press off limits? No, absolutely not. To a public venue. There should be no private events like that at the White House without news people being able to be there. If it's a state dinner and it's leaders from all over the world, well, you have to regulate who you let in, but they still let press in. Absolutely, they do. So here you go again. It's the uh, Bidens just can't tell the truth. It does feel like that a little it, bit, Even through it? their reps, they can't tell the truth. Do you think Jean-Pierre has the difficult task of turning around the lies, or do you think she's a part of the lies? Well, listening to some of her history about election cycles and how uh, Trump stole an election and how Democrats uh, win all the time and Republicans can't win without cheating, I would say she fits right in with them. 
I don't think she has to hide anybody's lies. I think she's fully comfortable with saying and doing exactly what she's doing. Fair enough. You know who Sam Britton is? Sounds familiar. He's a non-binary, whatever that means. Works for the Biden administration, something to do with nuclear, yes, something, something. Yes, in the nuclear disposal department. He's a senior energy department official. Okay, so I'm going to jump in and then you can continue because she said, I don't know what that is. Non-binary. So, XX, girl, XY, boy, binary, two, XX, XY. So, the claim of non-binary folk is that sex is not just two things, XX, XY, boy, girl. So, this individual says they are neither boy nor girl. They are non-binary. So, not boy, not girl. So, continue with Okay, but wait a minute before I continue. Does that mean that that person has no feelings? I don't think it means that they have no feelings. I think that they just, okay, so I know this is probably going to give a little bit of hate or catch a little bit of hate, but I think the person just wants to feel special. And that's possible. Good, good for, good for him. <laughs> him or her. It's yeah, no. a, um, good for him. Yeah. Because the person has they, to them. feel special. <laughs> Not sexual, but sexually, but they have to have some type of feeling one way or the other. Correct. In in a non-binary situation, they are not claiming to be asexual, which is to not have any sexual feelings. Then the whole non-binary is more to the effect is the claim they don't feel like a boy or like a girl. Regardless of their gender assignment, they don't feel either way. And I, I just disagree personally with, I don't feel like a boy or like a girl because I grew up and I would say like, I don't feel like a girl. I don't want to play with dolls. I don't want to wear dresses, but I didn't necessarily feel like a boy. I didn't think I was masculine and strong. And I think that some of the gender assignments that we give of overly masculine or overly feminine, just, it just doesn't really equate but somehow we end up in non-binary ville where people are saying they are neither boy nor girl well it's very interesting but apparently he was binary enough to steal a piece of luggage valued at twenty three hundred and twenty five dollars from a person at an airport so he doesn't know whether he's a guy or a girl but what we do know is that he's a thief yes and i okay so now that this I do remember hearing something to the effect that this individual took the luggage but then tried to claim that they thought it was their own and they didn't see anything inside the luggage that suggested that it wasn't their own. But they were seen later traveling on video with the luggage piece after... They they stole it, essentially. They were seen traveling with it, but tried to claim, like, they didn't know what was in it, and it, it didn't have anything that wasn't their own. They talked out of both sides of their mouth, because clearly you either know what's in it, or you don't know what's in it, because you opened it. You didn't just take your luggage, chuck it in a closet, and then not travel anymore, and not use it anymore, and, oh, you know, randomly the police come and say, did you take this and open it up and in shock and ah, you realize that you accidentally took somebody else's luggage he's being charged with a felony which is called a movable property without consent felony which is punishable by ten thousand dollars and up to five years in jail do you know why it's a felony in part tell me because the piece of luggage that he stole or has is claimed to have stolen costs over $2,000. The value of the merchandise. So the felony is just in just the piece of luggage itself. We're not even talking content because it was a very well-known, high-end maker of the luggage. Well, looking at pictures of this individual, I don't believe that they're non-binary. Do you believe that they just want to have 
oh, I don't want to say acknowledgement, but they just want to feel special. I think he wants to be a little different. He can just say that instead of this label. Non-binary label. There's a million different genders, etc. So there are, so to me, personally, there's three genders. Male, female, and I will say that there is an ambiguous gender because you physically do not align with male or female. And your chromosomes may be more than just XY and more than just XX, but there are three. And it's more, I think we used to call it back in my day, androgynous. And that was like the third gender is you physically had a a different genetic marker, a different genetic makeup. And why to me that's important is anyone who is XX or anyone who is XY and claiming the third gender, claiming to be non-binary, claiming to be androgynous, that isn't actually, you are taking over someone else's space. Taking away their identity, absolutely. I was just thinking the same exact thing. So how many times have we talked about water and fuel in the military and different bases in different places. I feel like we talked about it at least half the time we've been publishing episodes. What's well, interesting. 30? It's interesting that I just had a discussion with a relative. He was on an aircraft carrier and he was telling me the story that whenever they would go to sea and in really, really rough conditions where the boat was really being rocked. They would go to drink water, and it would taste like jet fuel. And we just had a situation in which the water tasted like jet fuel, and they also found that it was cross-contaminated with E. coli. And this is a quote-unquote brand-new issue, yet a relative indicated that that happened several decades ago. Not going to say their age, but we're going to say more than two decades ago. So why is it that we have a known problem and we cannot seem to fix it? Can't seem to come up with a solution like keeping oil and water separated? Away from each other. And I know I've talked about this on a, a base that I was on, the the water reports, because the water would be tested once a month, sometimes the water is good, and sometimes the water is not drinkable. But if you average the two with drinkability and non-drinkability, on average, it's drinkable, therefore it's okay, and somehow that is just acceptable. And if you look at our history with the military and contaminants, it takes us decades to finally admit that the military members were drinking or eating or breathing contaminated water, food, or air. And we will finally do something about it, let them get some medical health care, etc. But the vast majority of them are no longer able to do so. So at least our expenses are down. Yep. And if you look at, so just continuing with the same topic, if you look at what happened in Camp Lejeune, I know I mentioned on another episode that I was getting the emails that talked about the water contamination on Camp Lejeune and how I I wasn't a part of that because I was never stationed there, never there. But that happened prior to the mid-1980s. Prior to the mid-1980s is when they're talking about. So the mid-1980s and before. Unfortunately, the beginning of the 1980s, or we'll just even jump to 1982, that was 40 years ago. So I believe they said the water problem was fixed after 1986. But still, 36 years ago, if you're talking about 1986. And before, so we're finally admitting after 36 plus, because it happened for a long time before that, 36 plus years that, oh, by the way, there was a problem. So if you had a 30-year-old who was stationed there, 
And then 36 years later, you admit there's a problem. 66 years. They still alive? They even know that they can claim it? How long is the claim process going to take? And then they're dead. That might be the plan. Numbers game. Right. So unless you were a child on that base, I mean, it seems like you really don't stand a chance at getting much from this. No, and, and they won't. The attorneys will get a bulk of it. Most of the, the military people will get paid out a little bit, enough to go buy some ham and eggs or something. If you're lucky. If they're lucky. Because I, I'm waiting for my 2046. They're going to tell me that there was another water problem. <laughs> oh, by the way, you can finally claim your water problem. Well, and you have the other extreme, like a lot of our well water here in Fresno and outlying communities, especially city water, the state rules are so strict on what can be brought into homes that they overchemical them. So then the water's so sanitized, it has the actual opposite effect and could be some cancer-causing agents in that water as well. Danged if we do and danged if yes. we don't. That's why you shower sometimes here and it smells like chlorine. It too chlorinated. You wonder why your your skin is drying out. And as if uh, just trying to put on some lotion is the only problem. It's the only solution. The only solution because you're never going to know. And... It sad to say, nothing's ever going to come of it. They could come out and tell us tomorrow that, by the way, your water's contaminated. Look at what happened to Detroit, Michigan. They've been fighting it for years, but it's a part of a governmental problem. And what has happened? Yeah, the note that's going to come in the mail is going to say you really shouldn't have drank that water. True story. Always true stories. This has been a podcast produced and edited by the Dirt Sailor Duo. Mark and Shannon are a father-daughter team who both served in the United States Navy. This production is protected by copyright laws. Until next time, anchors away.